Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Abby. I am your host. My name is Abby and I couldn't be happier to be here with you guys today. Today is a great day because (laughs) I don't actually don't have a reason why it's a great day, but it just is. I'm trying to be more grateful. So today is the day of gratitude. Thanksgiving is coming up soon. So today we're going to talk about things that I'm grateful for, but also ways to maybe practice gratitude and in the midst of being anxious. So practicing gratitude in the midst of being anxious and going through a rough time. Sometimes the holidays can actually be very sad or very triggering for some of you, or maybe they're just fun. And either way, just as beautiful and just as important and your life doesn't have to look a certain way in order for it to be meaningful. So even if you feel no trigger and you're just happy-go-lucky, good. If you feel triggered, that's okay. There's no wrong way to feel, okay? However, there are some wrong ways to act. Um, There are definitely some wrong ways to act. Really, to be honest, I have been really overwhelmed the past week with trying to find a job. I've talked about that the past couple of weeks, but something about being in your mid-20s and trying to find a job that aligns with what you want to do and then like in like next and what career you want. And I'm kind of pivoting my career because I loved what I did and I would probably love what I do if I wait, I'd probably still love doing what I did. (laughs) I still would probably love doing what I did, but I want to change what I'm doing, (laughs) but I want to change what I'm doing. So say that five times fast. I realized that I love, I mean, I've always loved my PC, but I really love PCs and computers and just all of that is very intriguing to me on how you can set up a website, basically software engineering and also coding and all that kind of stuff, but mostly towards video games. I think being able to learn how to code and also be able to make digital art, like 3D art, um, and being able to code certain things into games, however that works, would be so fun. And I would actually really enjoy that. That's I've realized looking for jobs now, this is probably not very common, but for me, I've noticed if it's a brand that I can stand behind, if it's a brand that I really like, I'm way more motivated to work for you and I will work harder because if it's a brand that's just not, I'm not interested in it, I won't really care to do a good job. I mean, Value wise, I value hard work and like integrity when it comes to like just your work ethic and what you do. But at the same time, I've just noticed that my motivation just goes down significantly if I do not care about the brand at all. Actually, it's not even that. It's just that my motivation goes way up if I do care about the brand. Well, let's just say that. It's just so discouraging to get so many interviews and you go first round, second round, and then you don't make it to the third round or you do and then they give it to someone else or something. Going through so many interviews and being told no so many times, as dumb as it is, it really starts to like make you feel like an imposter is how I'm feeling. I think in the workplace, I feel like, I don't know, it's not even because I'm a girl. I think it's just, well, it kind of is, but I like that I'm emotional. I like that I'm 
in tune with my feelings and that I'm empathetic and that I like all that, you know, whoopity doopity stuff. That was a weird way to say that, but feel like because I'm emotional, for some reason, my brain makes me feel like I can't also be smart and a good worker and like if there's if I'm working with men or something it's like I feel like I'm I can't be as good and that's not true but that's just it's just something I'm struggling with right now to be frank is just crazy imposter syndrome and because I just feel like no one wants me in the workplace oh man it's, it's I also just worked in my old job for so long so I'm kind of out of the flow of like getting a new job and looking around and just being able to accept rejection. And I can accept rejection, I think, but sometimes I just feel sad. But I'm not really letting myself spiral. I notice that my thoughts are getting out of hand when it comes to feeling rejected and being like, oh, well, then that means something like it escalates. And that's where I can reel myself back in and just say, no, they just didn't want me for whatever reason. Maybe I just didn't align or maybe I wasn't able to represent myself the way that they would be able to see how and who I am. And maybe that's why. So I can just work on my interviewing skills, period. That's it. There's nothing else attached to that. So just wanted to share that because it's just kind of a weird time. I'm getting a little bit nervous about not having a job, (laughs) not having a job. I also had, anyways, I know that's so boring talking about my interviewing stuff, but in our shall I say, in our economy. Uh, Things are really weird. It's a weird time. The neighbor's dogs right now are going absolutely crazy. I don't know what they are barking at, but our, my landlord right now is walking back and forth and I can only see the top of his head, but he's doing something on the side of my house or my apartment and I don't know I don't know what he's doing, but it's making me feel weird. He's going to be like, what is she recording? Because I just have a video camera set up toward my couch. So, hmm. I hope everyone's having a good Thursday. I didn't say that. So, I've been very selfish this intro. And just immediately start dumping my, um, what's been going on in my head. But also a lot of good things have been going on in my head as well as the bad. And so I hope for you, a lot of good things are going on in your head as like uh, along with probably some negatives. So I hope you're having a great Thursday and you have some fun plans. Thanksgiving is probably my favorite. I I love Christmas, but I think I just like, I love Thanksgiving because it's just something about cooking and everyone's just gathering around food. And then usually you are able to say what you're grateful for and stuff like that is just very wholesome and it feels very grounding. So today, again, we're going to talk, I don't know if I mentioned this, but we're talking about things that we are, well, I'm talking about things I'm grateful for and also things that can help you when you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious to tap into more of a gratitude state of mind and maybe some things that impede that and things we're holding on to that don't let us get into like a more gratitude state of being I guess I don't know what I'm saying a couple life updates really fast just in general um I bought a new chair 
It's like, have you guys seen the crisscross chairs on TikTok? I always get sold by those. I've also, I've seen like 50, I'm not kidding, 50 of those advertisements. And I'm learning the three trick rule does work probably for most people because the first time I saw I'm like, oh, cool. And then I scrolled past that. And then I just kept seeing it and seeing it. And I was like, oh, this is annoying me, but I'm going to click into it. And then I bought it because my gaming chair that I've had for years now, it's just been a long time since I've had it. And I just want to get a new one because the it's like bright pink and the rest of my aesthetic is very calm colored and like greens and white, blue, I don't know, like yellow. You can see pillows and behind me on YouTube, but it was just bright pink and it was really killing. It was really killing the whole thing because I live in a studio. So usually I like a gaming room that's very, you know, like lights everywhere and I can kind of get into a headspace of like, this is like my den, my gaming den. But in a studio, you don't really have that luxury. Everything's just where you can see it. So I want everything to be at least a little bit more aesthetically pleasing and not as busy feeling because then I get it just doesn't feel nice. So I bought the freaking crisscross chair and I will say I'm not this is not like a paid advertisement or anything, but I love it. It's so it's so much more comfy than I thought it would be. And it gives me so much more so, like support than I thought it would. And Oh, it's just, I'm so glad that I bought it. So if you're wanting a new office chair and you've seen those like on TikTok or whatever, you really should just buy it because I love it because I always sit crisscross also is the thing is I sit crisscross on my chair. So that's why I thought that is literally the perfect chair because I know that women sit crisscross. We just like to have a leg up. We'd like to have one, if not both legs up at all times in the car, at home, whether we're watching a movie driving, eating, maybe not in a restaurant, but I know I've done that before. Not proud of it. Probably looking back, I think that's probably rude. So I wouldn't do that as an adult, but it just feels nice. It's comforting. It's the same things. You know what I've noticed that a lot of guys tuck their toes. This is weird, but a lot of guys will tuck their toes when they're sitting. Like they'll tuck, I don't know. They'll just tuck their toes into the ground or, <laughs> or like when they're wearing sandals, you can see it when they're sitting or they're relaxing. It's like they're their toes get tucked under their feet. Maybe not all the toes, but at least one or two. There's some weird tuckage going on. I think it's a guy's version of having like one leg up because it like almost tucks you in. It's like a, it's like an actual literal tucking you in to get comfort. And also sometimes when you just tuck yourself, like, you know, the feeling of when you're like, feel like you're kind of slipping. And so you bring one leg up or you do something physically, a small little thing to like tuck yourself into place. So you don't have to worry about slipping and like use a muscle, just like 5%, you know, cause that's kind of annoying. It's kind of like that thing. That's kind of what's going on. Um, I've been really, really tempted to chop all of my hair off and I've I have now like a huge Pinterest um board of all the curly hairstyles that are the same like curl pattern as me some are some are not the same curl pattern but a lot of them are the same curl pattern as me which is I don't like curly b or curly something I don't remember but it's not coily and it's not wavy it's like curly something because I just really want to just do it once in my life. And if I hate it, I'm I'm honestly not really that attached to my hair. Like I feel like if it was shaved off, I would be like sad. Well, I don't know. I actually don't know. Maybe I would be more emotional, but 
I feel like I'm not super attached to my hair because I just wear it up in a ponytail anyways. That's kind of all of the updates that I have. Oh, actually, no. Attack on Titan, the final episode came out and I watched it. It was like an hour and a half. Attack on Titan is an anime and it's been going for a long time and they just released the last episode that was pretty much like a movie. So that was really good. That's a great anime to start watching. It's a little bit weird. Okay, if you're new to anime, anime is just going to be weird. It's just a weirder. It's just if you're not used to it, it's going to be like this is weird. Just as I'm not I don't really like indie films. Every time I watch them, I'm like, this is just weird. Like, I don't get the appeal. But a lot of people do. But actually, I don't really want to give... Well, some indie films are good. Not all, just some of them are just... They're kind of just very... People will hate me for this. They're just kind of very predictable. It's like the same aesthetics, the same things over and over again. I just get kind of bored. People could say that with anime. You could say that with really anything. But if you don't like it, then why would you want to see something repeated? But if you like it, you would want to see something that's repeated. I guess. I don't know. Okay. Let's get into the meat of the episode, which is gratitude, um, which is something that I truthfully, being very transparent, I do really struggle with this. And not all the time. Sometimes sometimes I'm really good at being grateful and I'm really good at being able to see everything that I have and all my blessings and everything that I've been given and And I love when I am like that. I love when I have the discipline and I'm just able to get to that mindset. But sometimes I'm not. And those, I'm just miserable when I'm not grateful. So um, I wanted to talk about some of the things that I think impede being gratitude first. And then we'll get into some other things. But I think one of the first things that I think of that impedes when like that is in the way of me being grateful is being scared that I'm in the wrong place and also being scared that if I'm grateful, then that means I'm going to give up on any future blessings because I'm so content that I'm never going to get anything else. And the irony is the irony of that like weird attachment alone just shows how ungrateful I can be. And And that's not all the time, but it is every once in a while, like maybe a couple of times, um, like a month or something where I feel like I'm not where I'm supposed to be or I don't have what I am supposed to have by now or something weird like that. And so I don't choose to be grateful and really notice and just be present with what I have, um, And so I've really been trying to focus on just being grateful, even if I feel like I'm in pain or if I feel um, just bad, if I don't feel good, if I'm having a bad day mentally and emotionally. So I think just attachment to future outcomes is a big thing that impedes being grateful for what you have now and fear that you won't ever receive some of the things or you you have dreams and you will never accomplish those dreams if you are grateful for what you have now, which I don't actually believe that that is the case. Could be. I don't think it is. Um, I think it just means you're not living for the future. You're just living for the here and now with a perspective of the future. So you're not making really rash, dumb decisions, but you're being very thoughtful and careful with what you decide to do next in your life. Um, But meanwhile, you are living in the present as much as you can and just being grateful. 
there's a lot of things now that I have that I've probably prayed for or that I asked God for and I have them in my life now. And for some reason, because it's not, it's not perfect and I don't just feel overflowing with gratitude 24 seven, I'm like, well, then something must be wrong. And that's just a common thing that I struggle with in my life in general. I don't know if this is an OCD thing or not, if this is just a personality <laughs> like defect, but um, I just feel like there's always something wrong with me, with my life, with something I did cause to now I'm just in not where I'm supposed to be. And I think it's because I've, I feel like I've failed at a lot of things, but I've tried a lot of things. And so I'm focusing on that I tried and I had faith and I took a step towards something and maybe it didn't work out and that's okay. But I don't think I've now made it. So I'm just absolutely not in the right place. And I think that's a very common feeling for being in your twenties is feeling like you're out of place. I feel very out of place a lot. And I say that to just be transparent. I don't say that because I think I'm going to be like that forever I believe that one day I won't feel like this, but for now, I really, truthfully, you guys, I feel very out of place a lot. And whether that's my doing, my own mental thing that's going on, or whether that's just what it's like to live life sometimes, and especially being in your 20s trying to figure out what you want to do, you're thinking about starting a family, and there's just a lot of change going on. So you feel like you don't have a lot of steady ground. So sometimes that makes me really scared. And it's really hard for me to be grateful because I just feel uneasy. I think one way in the midst of that, that we can be grateful or at least feel a little bit better is to with these stories and these made up scenarios in our head, like the catastrophizing I've learned that I just have to trust that even if I feel out of place that I'm that maybe feeling out of place is where I'm supposed to be it's okay that I feel uneasy I don't think it's bad inherently that I feel uneasy or I feel out of place I think it's just growing pains I'm being pushed out of my comfort zone and I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone so instead of trying to feel grateful for like the pain I feel like I've just noticed what things and be really honest about yourself about what I don't think anything I just said made sense. But I've learned that it's helpful for me to to write down and everyone says this, but if you're not doing it, then don't try to look for another solution. If you haven't even tried one solution consistently, there's nothing that I'll say, unfortunately, that'll make you feel like you're grateful all the time. It's not just one thing that clicks in your mind and then you're grateful for the rest of your life. It's just a small daily practice of something like writing what you're grateful for down. And I've had to be really honest about what I'm grateful for. Sometimes I'm not grateful for something in the moment. And I'll tell myself, I'm grateful for this. I know eventually I'll be grateful. But right now I feel this way. But I know I'm grateful for this. I just don't feel it right now. And that's okay. Um, But I'll try to find things I really, really am grateful for. Like even if it's just I'm really grateful for to be honest, I made a really good ham and cheese sandwich earlier, like a grilled cheese with ham sandwich. I had them at a coffee shop the other day and I will now be making one of those every single day for myself for lunch. It was really good. So I am grateful for like the taste of that. It was really good. 
And think of something that's gotten you to this point in your life, something that you love about yourself, okay? So you find something that you love about yourself, that you love about your life, and you try to think what went into creating that. And that's what I'm thankful for because that really does come from a very real place within you. It doesn't just have to be a roof over your head, even though, you know, obviously we should be grateful for that stuff. But sometimes it's easier for me to have that start to flow once I find something I like that I actually feel grateful for and that I actually am really grateful for and maybe is something new that I've not really thought about before. That helps me uh, to think of things that I'm grateful for. I just think also very simple things are okay to be thankful for. Like I said, a roof over my head, but if I feel anxious or I'm crying or I'm just having a really bad day, whatever brings you comfort, I'm grateful for. Like whatever makes me feel comfortable and not just And comfort is like, people act like comfort is such a bad thing. Comfort is not a bad thing. It's just if you're only comfortable all the time, that that's not helpful for your growth. But to be comfortable every once in a while, to have a comfort zone is very important. And at least for me, and that's when I'm crying and I feel like I just need to pray and I need God's like spirit to be with me and I need that comfort that's not a bad thing, then why would an all-knowing God give us something that comforts us? Comfort, like something that comforts you, helps you feel like okay, and in turn makes you keep pushing forward out of your comfort zone. Anything that's like that comforts me, I'm grateful for, even if it's pillows, a blanket. Oh, like I love my blanket. I have a thick blanket. And the weight of that feels so comforting to me when I feel like I'm just out, like in the middle of I don't know I just feel like I'm losing it and having that pillow over me or something heavy or like these are really niche things to be grateful for but that's really what I'm grateful for I feel like that evokes for me that feeling of gratitude I don't know if this is real because I've never looked at the study but I just remember I heard one time on a podcast that it's like anxiety and gratitude can't coexist in the brain or something again don't know how true that is I believe it I mean, you can think that you're grateful for something. I can like I'm thinking I'm grateful for my place, but I don't feel it. I don't feel grateful. I don't feel this feeling of like, oh, I'm so grateful. That's something I struggle with. But I also think that just as if you have like a crazy dopamine (laughs) defect, but if you're just like chowing down dopamine every day and all the feel good hormones are just like tired out after like the first 30 minutes of your day then your brain is a little bit out of like is not really regulated I think in the sense where then you have like a normal emotional reaction to things and you can feel that feel good like oxytocin and all those feel good hormones when you think of things you're grateful for and when you have more of a practice of that so I I genuinely do think for me especially when I have really been bad at like making sure I'm not getting my dopamine fix every day with things that aren't actually good then if I'm not keeping that in check, I, I rarely feel like good or grateful for anything, to be honest. So I think as much as it is like a you can choose to feel certain, like choose to think about things, you can choose to focus on things. I do think that health does play a role in feeling like feeling gratitude, that feeling that's very warm and comforting and grounding. I actually think that's a pretty big piece of the puzzle. Obviously, moving your body and being physically healthy with exercise, whatever it is, even if it's just yoga or just any kind of movement does help also feeling gratitude and feeling good 
one way to, so during the holidays, obviously we also express our gratitude to our family members, our friends, to whoever is in our lives that we feel the need to express gratitude towards. When I have my own anger or annoyance or frustration with someone or something or just life in general, and I'm not able to express something that I actually really on my heart of hearts want to express to someone, something that I do that is helpful and that I want to do this year because I like I hate being going through I hate being in a situation where you want to say something positive about someone but I'm so not in that headspace for whatever reason and so I can't think of something really genuine and honest and like in my heart of hearts that I'm grateful for them in this capacity and blah blah blah. again a good way to find like a good compliment or a good segue into something that you're grateful for someone for if you're not really good at expressing emotions expressing things that you are grateful for in someone that someone does an obvious way to do that is just think of it of situations where they make you feel seen and they make you feel loved and important what makes them connect to the world and what values they bring to a relationship and you can be grateful for that it's a season of being grateful. I think sometimes I get scared to express how much I love someone or how grateful I am for them or for something. I just want to encourage me included to not be scared of the vulnerability that comes with sharing things that are really something that you've thought about a lot or something that you've really noticed in someone. If that usually makes you uncomfortable to share something because you're scared of how it might be perceived, I think I just encourage you to, I think, just try to share it. Just don't ever miss an opportunity to share with someone how grateful you are for them and for maybe things that they do or how they treat you or anything like that because you might think that people know it and maybe people guess. You know, your loved ones might guess. Well, I think I'm sure they love me. I'm, I think they do or I think they're grateful for me. But something about actually expressing it and putting it into words and delivering that to someone, it's very reassuring for your loved ones and it makes them feel a lot more safe because they know that they are loved. Yeah, and that they're seen. So don't miss those opportunities this holiday season and Thanksgiving. I will try not to miss any of those opportunities as well. Also, going back really fast, also something else that just impedes people from being grateful is just being purely prideful and annoyed is what I've learned about myself as well. Sometimes I'm just like, no, I'm mad. I don't want to be grateful because I think I'm going to get something out of being mad because it feels like I feel powerful. I feel whatever, cool when I'm mad or something dumb. But when I uh, humble myself and I surrender to something greater, I'm like, okay, no, I'm very grateful and it, and it is a lot better feeling than being mad. So maybe there's not even a reason impeding being grateful. It's just you're not doing it. So just do it, I guess. Don't you love that when they simplify things in our lives to just do it even though that's kind of right. And maybe we just overcomplicate everything, which I probably do. But now we're gonna do a do... Wait, forget it. We're gonna do a Dear Abby. Okay, we're gonna do a Dear Abby. Thank you guys for sending in. Now I have more to go over. Also, I, I will run out of these. So if there is a question or anything that you have for me about anything at all, please send a voicemail or you can just text the number, you guys. Just text the number and send in a question if you don't want to leave a voicemail. It can be whatever. The number will be in the description. Dear Abby, um, 
I'm not sure what to do about my anger. Um, I'm mostly in a happy mood, like 90% of the time, and then the other 10% of the time, I feel like I have to rage, and I'm really mean to the people that I love that are closest to me, and I end up hurting them, and I don't want to do that anymore, and it's really difficult for me to realize what I'm doing until after it happens. Do you have any advice on how to uh, catch yourself while you're being mean instead of afterwards when you're filled with remorse? Um, thank you. I love listening to your show. You're so sweet, and you've helped me through so much. Thank you, Abby. Bye. Okay, first I want to say that's a very vulnerable question to ask, so thank you very much. I think this is a very common thing for people. I have definitely gone through phases before, and I know people in my life who are very similar to that, and it is very, it's a very hard thing to control because you feel very triggered in the moment, and it's like a very it's very much like a bodily sensation. I will say the only, I'm not like, obviously I'm not a therapist, so I don't know exactly the best way to handle these types of situations as a disclaimer, but I do know for me, no matter what the trigger is, um, the reason you're being triggered is probably because something unfair either is happening or has happened in a similar way, or there's just something that you genuinely probably should be angry about, but it might not be that exact situation. And obviously that's why the anger is triggered because even if it's not that exact situation, that is the root of just the feeling of anger and being angry. I feel like it's very, it's very justified to be angry at something. A lot of things are very angering in this world. We have a lot of things that are incredibly unfair vile, horrible. We get betrayed. We get rejected. We get treated unfairly. You know, horrible things happen. So it's very normal to be angry. And sometimes when things, when when it feels like the world is out of control and everyone's just like, everything's happening, it's a very common experience too. I feel like get very flustered, which usually just feels like anger. It's like frustration. It's like you can't do anything and I'm angry and I have all these feelings, but I'm, I feel helpless. I've noticed that when I'm angry, I feel very helpless um, and I feel very frustrated. Mine's more like I get really frustrated. Just to first acknowledge that I think is helpful because then you just have purely you just have a choice. in those moments of when you feel the trigger coming on saying, OK, I know what this I have experienced this before with the maybe 1% of rationality you have left and 1% like, yeah, rationality, you can make a decision to just pause. And sometimes you, even if you have to say to yourself, okay, I'm angry because a lot of things are very angering about maybe the situation, or I just feel like there's a deeper rooted anger, which is justified, but I don't want to feed that. And I don't want to, I just have to make a choice right now to not feed that. And I see it and it is not fair or whatever, all those things. But I want to make a choice and pause before I respond. Pause before I do something, say something, storm out, um, whatever it is. Even though it could be unfair. I think it's just you, you have to just make a choice in those moments of really taking, I guess, quote unquote, the high road. Or just trying to not add to the anger in this world 
and you can feel it, but also what's actually helpful and just being able to decide in that moment to not feed it and to not give in to that feeling because you are in control at all times. So even if you feel really angry, that anger doesn't control you unless you submit to it, but you don't have to do that. And I'm only saying this from an understanding of that's how frustration works and that's how my OCD works. Like I don't answer to my OCD, you know, even though sometimes I do, I'm this little B, but I'm, I've really worked on being like, I actually don't answer to you. I don't, I don't answer to that. So I can make a choice based on what my values are and what I want to do. And it's incredibly empowering to be able to take a pause in those moments. Even if, again, if it's just 1% of you that's like not triggered, you know, 1% of you that can be rational, that that's, that is enough to be able to make a sound decision. Um, the more you practice that day by day with smaller frustrations or bigger ones, you'll just get better and better at it. But I'm just saying from my experience, it doesn't really feel better. Like I don't feel better when my partner says something or does something. And even if it's small, but it triggers this bigger feeling from my past or just in general from, from life happening and things happening in the world. Um, it triggers this feeling of like helplessness. I'm not in control. And that feels very overwhelming. Yeah. Even if it's so, so even if it's at 1%, just use that 1% of rationality to just pause a couple of seconds when you feel really charged up and you feel like you're, I feel like usually when that happens, you feel like you have to do something in that moment. Like you have to do something. That's what your brain is telling you because it's, it's, it's genuinely trying to help you, but it's missing information and that 1% that's rational has more information. So you're able to really understand, okay, this is what I'm about to say. I really want to say it because I feel like it'll make me feel better, but it, it really doesn't in the long run. So I'm just going to pause and I'll feel this feeling and maybe I just need to sit down and I need to close my eyes or I need to do like some somatic movement, like you can look those up. Those actually really help with anger to just get it to to pass. So I don't know if any of that's helpful. Hopefully it is. That's just based on my experience. And it's just, again, a practice. It's a, it's a daily practice. So if you fall off, just get back up and retry. It's not too late. And even if it's just 0.5% better every week, you know, in a couple of weeks, that'll be a couple percents better. Um, but it's also not an uncommon experience. So don't feel shame that you have this uh, struggle because this is very, it's a very common thing. And you're very uh, self-aware for acknowledging that. And that's like, again, they say like that's a first step to changing, but, and it really is. So it doesn't mean that it's easier to change once you have awareness to something, but it does make it so you're able to spot it and you have a choice more in that moment to do something more positive about it. So cool, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening and I hope you guys have a great weekend. You can rate my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on YouTube. You can like subscribe or leave a comment down below. Also, Spotify asks, what did you think of this episode? If you can reply, that would be awesome. Ratings and reviews, um, written reviews really help, but also just rating my podcast is so helpful each episode. I don't know if you could do each episode, but I think maybe you can. I don't know. But the more you do it, the more helpful it is to me and the more I'll be able to keep doing this podcast. So I love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Oh, hey.
전 taking a ride to join a lay. 눈치 보면서 들어가 할때 찾아 나머진 바빠 계속 레인 바꾸는 사람들 시간만 지나가 자신감 가지고 해와 그냥 천천히 들어가야 해 어쩔 때에는.